1: You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.
0: For all new and current subscribers, welcome back to Resilient Love.
1: Resilient is being able to overcome difficult situations. This podcast is about Love. love. Tips tips on,
0: on life, life and how to level up in your business
1: let's, let's get, get started, started on the journey. journey hey everyone and we are back with another episode of resilient,
0: resilient love. love
1: so today is a pop-up so hey um we are actually streaming from yard so i'm so glad you all could join us this evening and um we are gonna jump right into our topic, which is let's say together. together. Yes, we've been married for
0: one year, Monday. Monday, July. We made 6th. it, we made it, we made it. I knew we would make it, but it's just it's good to see the to be closer to getting over the hurdle.
1: Yeah. So we're really excited and we're gonna jump right into um I actually wanted to start off with what Quentin said as we were preparing for this. No.
0: See, this is what you get in here.
1: <laughs> his his uh, quote is, you must grow with one to become one. And I really love his quote because, you know, I asked him a question. I said, do you believe, like, the in the statement, the one got away? Like, do you actually believe in that? Talked about, you know, we'll we'll do another episode on that. But um basically he was saying, you know, either way you look at the situation, you have to grow with one to become one. So whomever God has for you, it's still a growing process. Like you could have all these things working out for you guys. It could just be like, I know this is a one or whatever, but you still have to grow. You still have to go through the process. And Quentin is working on a garden. So we can definitely attest to the fact that you have to go through the process of growing. So I want to jump right into his quote, because I thought that was a great introduction to staying together.
0: Okay. So our first topic is outcomes versus expectations. And I want to kind of um, direct the conversation into what Brianna began saying about me and the garden Mm -hmm. and I did the car. The, my initial reason for doing the garden is because I grew up um, somewhat farming because of my grandmother, uh, and I saw that, uh, of course, we we're in a pandemic, so I'm like, okay, we need to prepare. Mm-hmm. So, I forgot some teeny bit little things, though, as I was beginning the process of growing, planting seeds, mm-hmm. and even planting some plants that we bought. I forgot that the seed, you can plant the seed, but it takes time. Mm-hmm. I was expecting the right now. And I was expecting the plants that I bought that was already established to be green and big and fruitful, but you have to figure out how much water it needs, figure out how much of the measurement. Like We have these big expectations of what marriage is, even just a relationship before marriage. Mm-hmm. The dating thing, mm-hmm. but are we really ready to receive the outcomes? Mm-hmm. Because it's totally different from what we really think we Visualize this cookie cutter way. I think all of us do We Visualize a cookie cutter way like marriage is just two people on an island living happily
1: ever after and that is clearly not the case right you definitely have some expectations of like, like, I I remember listening to another podcast. Shout out to, um, I think it is the love hour. Yeah. The love hour podcast with Kevin on stage and his wife, Melissa, and they were interviewing a couple. Right. And so it came up about how, you know, he had the, the husband heard so many negative things about marriage. So his outcome or his outlook was, why would I get married? And so no, no men around me talk positive about marriage. So why would I get married? And so again, going back to what Quinn is saying, like he had an outlook that if I got married and I, you know, I need to do my thing in the streets. Right. So that when I get married, all of that extra is out of me. And I can focus on my wife. That, that's what the gentleman was saying. But you got to realize that he even said it in an interview. That he, he understood that, you know, it doesn't mean it's a boring situation when you get married and you're with one person, but you have to cultivate what you want to see, right? Outcome, expectation. So if you have an expectation of X, Y, Z, what steps do you need to take to see that? And so the gentleman was just describing how he had to walk through his own process of changing his outlook of marriage which helped to cultivate what he wanted to see in his marriage.
0: Right. So, and, and to kind of use the analogy of the plants and what I was saying to give a real, a, a good breakdown just quickly is I said that you need to figure out. So what happened was I'm being transparent plants die a little bit. They got a little burn. They, they, they've been going through some changes, but they are coming back. Thank you, Miracle Bro. But, and Wata. So thank you, Jesus. But I had to figure out the right measurements
1: mm-hmm. to begin nurturing the plants in order for them to grow.
0: Same thing with, uh, which I learned in the first year of marriage now, almost, is that I have to figure out I can't do things as I used to, like, I, I, I'm usually a quiet person, I'm just, don't talk much, but I had to figure out how to use the right measurement and begin to communicate with my wife in order to be an effective husband, mm-hmm. so I had to figure out the measurements in order to see the marriage grow, yes, that's good, so, um, it takes time, hmm it's, uh, you truly have to have a farming spirit in a way.
1: You have to have, <laughs> <laughs> you know, North Carolina is known for agriculture, right? So I know I'm sounding country. You have to, <laughs> <laughs> seriously though, you have, like, Jesus even used a lot of parables concerning harvest, you know, seed, planting the seed the harvest, um, your gift, not burying your gift, but actually multiplying your gift, right? So you have to look at your marriage in the same light. You have to look at it in the light of, what am I doing to, what am I sewing into this? Because what I sew into this is gonna be my outcome. What I sew into this, you know, so if I expect to get a positive response from Quentin, I have to sew a positive response or a positive comment, excuse me, so that I can read a positive reaction or a positive response so you know you really have to work on recognizing that whatever you sow into if you sowing like negativity and always got a negative response what you're going to read is silence you see what i'm saying or you're going to read an argument or you're going to read so you know look at how you're going into the situation because truly that's what you're going to get out and sometimes you can be surprised and and you know the response you thought you were going to get because sometimes we can get petty friends and the response you thought you were going to get is actually different and and it turns into that's what the Bible tells us in Titus you know to have a gentle and quiet spirit because there are times where he can be upset but if I'm reserved and relaxed it can set the tone, right, for a different outcome. So we just want to show you guys in various ways that what you put in is truly what you get out, seriously. So, Okay, so our next point, hope y'all got that one. So that first point was outcomes and expectations, the process. Our next point is check yourself, having a self-evaluation. Now this is obviously self-explanatory, but in a marriage this is my quote now guys i'm going to give you my quote (laughs) marriage is a mirror soak that in marriage is a mirror why did i say that again we're going back into check yourself checking yourself also is in turn accepting and recognizing the flaws accepting and recognizing where you need to grow so when you check yourself you are literally looking at a mirror, because what he sees in me, I may not see in myself, I may miss it. You know, some of us, let's be real, you can go to the mirror right now, and you think, okay, hair right, makeup right, and then boom, you check your shirt, and a little bit of your makeup fell on your shirt, and you missed it. But guess what? With having a spouse, with having someone there, It's a reflection it's a someone else to be able to say, Hey, you got something on your shirt. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got a bad attitude when it comes to your job. You should you should work on that. You should check yourself on that. You know, you seem to bring that up a lot. Or um, I noticed that you don't you don't do XYZ, so you should check that area. Like there are some things that you think, oh, I'm good, (laughs) I'm great. And then you get a conversation with your spouse, and they're like, actually you're not good in that area you actually need to work on it i just
0: and what i'm about to say just came to me it's like so in the area of check yourself here's the thing when you're not willing to check yourself and i've seen this for myself time and time again continuously in my uh, just different relationships different circles as i've grown up in my workplaces If you're not willing to check yourself, you end up committing social-emotional suicide. Mm. So you are still living in the physical sense, but you have literally just taken yourself out out Mm -hmm. with the social-emotional because you're not willing to deal with it. And when you're not willing to deal with something, you're not willing to grow. So now it's almost, it's, it's basically like your life is in vain. You're just existing. just feel that we we owe God so much more to just exist Mm -hmm. we owe God to first live according to what he has written Mm -hmm. and said and then we also owe to carry out the purpose figure out what the purpose is he has for our lives and then carry out the purpose of course with discernment and guidance Mm -hmm. but you have to check yourself. It's it's a non-negotiable for everybody. Like there's no it doesn't check yourself. Don't matter what your title is. Mhm. Check yourself doesn't matter where you come from, what neighborhood you live in. Right. Doesn't matter. Right. This is what you have to do.
1: You have to do a self-examination because it first starts with you. I mean, MJ said it best. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. You know, so I'm asking him to change his ways. So, you know, you really have to start with yourself. That's why in the preparation season, you know, I myself was, you know, in the word of God, I was taking time to just learn me and and also seeking wise counsel, as in talking with older women, of course, talking to my mother, you know, just having those real conversations about attributes, attributes of a godly woman, attributes of a wife. You can find those attributes in the Bible. Of course you can. But also having real conversations about real other, other women's experiences is my point. You know, so again, when, when you're in the process of preparing and while you're in the marriage, it's always an opportunity to check yourself. It's always an opportunity to say, I could have handled that better.
0: And when I handle that better, it leads us to our next point. Yeah. This next point is a heavy ball that we both carry. And I think many across the world do, even if they don't acknowledge it, which is communication is key. It is the key to a successful marriage.
1: It really is the key to life you have to communicate in any form but especially marriage and you know communication looks different for everybody that's why i love dr chapman's book love languages because communicating love isn't always verbal Mm -hmm. communicating how you feel isn't always verbal right and sometimes it's through it's obviously through actions so you know our communication I could give Q a look and he's like okay let me just drop this because Brie don't get it. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Let me just drop this topic or or it could be a all right Brie done with this, Brie done, she about to go to bed. (laughs) So it's, it's real though you begin to learn. I mean I'm telling you even as an educator with preschool students I begin to learn 18 children right? You begin to see certain triggers, right? Certain, certain man, mannerisms that they have, and you're like, okay, I know Johnny is tired. I know Sally has an attitude. I know she's sad about this, and so you be. It's like I can say that, even though I'm not a mother, as an educator, I understand now why people always say, "I know you. I know you're lying. I know you feeling funny because of the way you look or the way you talk," and so us learning one another through these 12 months. I mean, I told Q the other day, I said the first six months was just us literally, you know, getting settled in, I'm a wife, he's a husband, and then the next six months, we're going through a whole pandemic. Mm -hmm. So I can truly say that it has been a great journey of communication because even when Quentin and I were dating, he was definitely the type of mayhem to show to the point. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you feel today? Great. And what was great about your day? Everything. You lied.
0: Well, see, <laughs> here's the other part. If she say everything, well, how many things?
1: See, what she, is everything? This is
0: the truth. She will be, she is a, an investigator. She's going to figure out what is wrong with you. And
1: that is a good thing. And what is right with you? (laughs) You know, so many people ask what's wrong, but nobody asks what's right. What's going right in your life? Which
0: that kind of question challenges you in a different way because it makes you evaluate and say, okay, I do have a lot going for myself. Even though I want to go here and I want to be here, you know, I'm not doing too bad. I'm doing actually pretty good. Yep. So... That is the encouragement part of communication. And um, I will say a quick tip in communication is really not being so prideful. Um,
1: Major key, right there,
0: guys. I think that is the biggest part of communication. That's the biggest communication barrier, I would say, is pride. Because um, once pride enters the room, it, there's really no more communication. There's just silence from there. You have to get to a place and a space mm-hmm. that you can begin to peel off that layer like an onion. You
1: have to get there. Um, yes. It's one thing to, you know, you're eager. It's like it happens, like Brianna could be prime for one minute. And then it could jump to me the next time.
0: So it, it rotates. And sometimes we could come in it to pride for together. I know.
1: Two strong people. That ain't changing.
0: And see, <laughs> what, what, I mean, that's just.
1: That's, what does that do? <laughs> right? It creates friction. Right. Unnecessary problems. And, you know, communication, Quinn put a valuable point on our on our notes that, that, um, I'm about to say, Quentin, that <laughs> <laughs> communication is prayer. Yeah. Communication is prayer. And you know, that is definitely, hear me clear, out of all these cute little notes we made, much prayer, much power. Okay?
0: And just a forewarning it is easy to get away from prayer. Tell um, it. Before the pandemic, we were both extremely busy running from job to job, doing from task to task, helping this person, that person. And it's like, you forgot the main part of life. God.
1: Or you or you do it in a... In a quickie. Like, <laughs> Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Amen, I'm at work. You know?
0: Chick-fil-A. What's their favorite singing? What is it? I'm trying to... It's their key signature my pleasure yes my pleasure lord thank you jesus for getting me up this morning i thank you for sending me on my way i pray that you protect me da, 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 da. and, and it, doesn't,
1: it. it doesn't take a lot don't misunderstand yeah, it doesn't it doesn't take a lot but but the reality is the very thing like the essential part of living is also praying and you can feel the
0: difference between intentional time praying and non-intentional
1: yeah for sure so we're we're not saying that we never prayed at all but it was just more of a probably thinking jesus it should be a
0: praying should be a primary focus just as eating on a daily basis
1: that's why that's why the bible tells us to meditate on his word day and night that's why the bible tells us that um the prayers of the righteous avail of much that's why the Bible tells us um, that we should pray without ceasing. I mean, there are there are many scriptures that emphasize how prayer is the foundation of your, of your day, of your life, of everything. So we're just honestly saying to you that human, you know, hu- human side of us, flesh side of us, you know, we did not take that necessary time, but we recognize early in the game that you have to take that time to pray together not just individual prayers but intentionally praying together that's what we want to emphasize to you guys that praying together is the most vulnerable space you can be in
0: Mm -hmm. the next thing as we close out this section of communication i think is application of the prayer Mm So you got you need prayer within communication they have effective communication to build that bond that prayer warrior bond, like where two or three are gathered mm-hmm. and then it's applying the prayer like mm-hmm. i you know I grew up hearing it so much, pray, 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 but we didn't get enough teaching about how to apply it
1: how to activate
0: activate right,
1: yeah, you pray but are you activating? You know, faith without works. you're doing all your praying, but then you got to get up from prayer and go change a habit or go back to work with a better attitude or, or start straightening up X, Y, Z or go mend a broken relationship. Like when you get up from the prayer room, there's still something God needs you to do. And that's what we're saying. We're saying that if, if a situation comes up individually, right? Of course, we'll pray about that individually. But as a unit, we pray for the protection of this marriage, the protection of our lives, this household, how we run the household, direction on how to continue to be a source of light and love to one another so that we can both grow and be in tune and connected with God. You know, the, the, truly, a three-stranded cord is not easily broken. And the reason why it's three strands is because it's you, your spouse, and God that's why the cord is not easily broken that's why it's not easy for the enemy to infiltrate it's not easy i'm not saying he won't right hear me clear i said it's not easily broken
0: and the fact that in the bible anytime somebody got done praying there was always work to do every time for the building of the kingdom
1: yep so that leads us to activating on opportunity which is also about being intentional with spending time together having date nights having date days sometimes you wake up and have breakfast together you know making that time one another especially through the pandemic specifically like quentin has cooked breakfast i cooked breakfast we've been we've watched some movies together we've read books together we've been working on our business together like i mean of course we did separate things like he'll go take a walk or something i'll take a morning walking and all of that. So, we do things to be intentional about activating ourselves individually and then activating within the relationship. Like, always cultivating. Activating and cultivating. Activating your faith and cultivating with purpose. Cultivating a business. Cultivating a conversation. Always in tune with each other. Because, you know, and I'm going I'm to close my point out with this. This one year has been great exposure to the fact that God is definitely not done with us. God is definitely using us for such a time as this. And for you that are listening to this podcast or even watching it, thank you for the support. Thank you for walking with us through this journey, because to call the podcast Resilient Love, it's because we want to, number one, showcase black love, positive image of black love. Second, we want to, of course, show you all how to establish that love in Christ. He's the foundation. And third of all, We just want to cultivate conversation, positive conversation that helps us to change for the better. That helps us to learn something new together. It just helps us all to just grow. So in order to be resilient, you go through things in life. You have certain challenges and obstacles. Look, a little plug right here. Chief James Song. hurdles. Highest ranking officer, go check that album out, it's fire. But his song, Hurdles, it's like, life brings you so many challenges that you feel like you just keep jumping hurdles, right? Like a track, so you keep going through stuff. But see, guess what? When you keep jumping those hurdles, when you keep going through those challenges, it builds up your resistance, which ends up making you resilient. So we hope that you enjoyed this episode. It's been another one. Let's stay together.
0: Let's stay together.
1: This has been another episode of love. No. We got a surprise for y'all on Monday, July the 6th. So when you hear this, be ready because we're going to be live early in the morning on July 6th. July 6th makes one year for us. So stay tuned for some more. Stay tuned. All right. Peace.
0: Thanks so much for listening to Resilient Love Podcast. We wanted to take this opportunity to also let you know that you can help us by committing to a monthly fee of $0.99, $2.99, or $9.99. Those contributions help us to keep this movement of Resilient Love going. Blessings to all listeners and subscribers. Thank you all. Resilient Resilient love.
1: love.